The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hey there, I'm Lisa Campion, and you are dialed into the miracle of healing. We're so, so, so glad that you're joining the conversation today. Thanks for being here. So... We're going to talk about, can writing a poem save your life? And what is it like to write by heart? Today we have Meredith Heller. She's going to help us as we sort of weave a path of self-understanding through the process of writing. Writing is a tool to heal. And she did that. She did that as a way to save her own life, actually save it. And now she teaches others to do the same. In the book that she wrote, in the conversation we're going to have, we're, we're going to hear about the techniques that she's developed to help people from all walks of life explore their emotions, find their voice, and better navigate life's challenges. I imagine tap into our intuition, too, through the process of writing. So happy to hear from you today, Meredith. So Meredith is a, a poet, author, singer-songwriter, avid nature lover. She has a whole bunch of degrees. She teaches workshops in schools, women's prisons, Institute for Poetic Medicine, the Kennedy Center for the Arts, the National Association for Poetry Therapy. She does amazing retreats and um, summits and workshops. So thrilled to have you, Meredith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here with you, Lisa. Thank you. Um, so I was so inspired by your story. Um, and I we just found out we were born in the same year. So we Yay! have kind of like grew up in the same world. But let's talk for a minute about how poetry saved your life. Yeah, absolutely. So I left home when I was very young. I left home at about 12 or 13 years old and raised myself living in domes I built in the woods along the Potomac River in Maryland, about 20 minutes outside of Washington, D.C., where I grew up. I built domes in the woods that I lived in. I lived in abandoned houses. I lived in barns. And I was really seeking a deeper meaning of life. 
I had trouble in school. My mind worked very differently. For one reason, I could not sit in a chair and make my brain work. And it didn't go over well when I danced in the back of math class to learn fractions. They didn't really like that. So I had trouble in school. Society didn't work for me. It didn't tap me where I lived. And I came from a dysfunctional family. So the thing that I trusted most was nature. So I put myself in nature to learn to live by nature's rhythms and my own rhythms. It was a very hard time. I was lonely. I was confused. I was lost. I was very depressed. And all my friends were dying of suicide and drug overdose, and I wasn't far behind them. And then poetry found me. And it would come in as the first line, poetry and song, I'm also a singer-songwriter, as you said, would come in as the first line in my left ear, from my muse, from the life force, as a lifeline and as a work permit, an invitation that said, stay here, find a way to name the chaos and the overwhelming feelings and the, the, nothing, the groundlessness. Find a way to name it so that you can work with it and then turn the overwhelm into beauty and understanding and meaning. So this is how poetry saved my life. And my first book, Write a Poem, Save Your Life, tells this, this story and how I found and really claimed that path to say, this is my path, this is my purpose, and I want to share it because it's powerful, it's medicine. I love that so much. And I just think like that could happen in the world we grew up in. It so couldn't happen right now. <laughs> like it'd just be like, I don't know if you would have been able to find that same path if you were growing up in the world as it is now, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. I never thought about that. I think that's true. Yeah. I think that in some ways, I think the world is always in a state of chaos in some ways, but I think there was a kinder, gentler, um, slower way, uh, especially in that area where that I found where I grew up, where I was able to find that kind of connection with with nature, um, that really became my my temple. Right. My uh, and I consider myself a nature poet. I mean, my poems come from the metaphors I find in nature that teach me how to navigate this human experience. And you still spend a lot of time in nature. You spend the summers camping and really as much time out, out on the trails and in the woods as you possibly can. Is that is that right? Absolutely. I'm on the trails every day, rain or shine. I'm also in an outdoor pool every day, rain or shine. We're having a big storm here today, and I'll go to the pool after this. And um, yeah, nature is really where I feel most at home and most alive, and most connected to both myself and this thing that is bigger than us. And that's where I hear the music in nature. And uh, the last six, seven summers, I've camped uh, next to a river in Northern California, and I mean, five feet from the river, and wrote my last two poetry collections, Yuba Witch, and river spells. Hmm. 
That's so beautiful. I love that. What do you think it is about nature that, I mean, I can see sort of this connection between nature, divine source energy, soul, and creativity, how they all kind of come together and intuition, how they all sort of come together into a package. Is that how you experience it? You know, I love how you said that and how you even embodied that and brought that in. I could feel that. Um, and I, and that is very true for me. There is a way that when I'm in nature, I slow down enough from the crazy pace of the world. Mm. It's raining a lot right now. <laughs> um, I feel like that's watering us so we grow. But I slow down enough that I can actually hear myself and relate to myself as part of an expression of the life force and what is natural and what is organic in this life, not these crazy, you know, things we turn into to cope with the pace of the world. And, and I guess in a lot of ways, this brings me to one of the things I love so much about poetry in tuning in with ourselves, in giving ourselves this space and time to really tend to what's bubbling up here in our bellies, in our hearts, we slow down enough to give it our attention with love and kindness and curiosity and courage and to be in relationship and then to voice, to express it. You know, like I always feel like poetry comes from the place where we are so moved, whether it's beauty or pain or anything that lives in between. We are so moved that we can no, lo we can no longer hold it and we have to spill mm. over. It's so beautiful. I love that. I want to talk for a minute bit about what poetry is. So maybe we can sort of broaden that definition and um, make it more accessible for people. But I loved poetry when I was young, and I read poetry and wrote a lot of poetry all through junior high school and high school. And then I went to college, and I I was a literature major, and I somehow like never wrote poetry after that. It just sort of shut down my poetic process, and I've I've written quite a lot. Um, you know, I've, I've written five books in the past five years, and I write a lot of nonfiction. I'm very serious about it, you know. And I, I just lost somehow, like I don't know, the belief that I could write poetry or write poetry that was worth anything. Um, what do you think happens there? I so hear that. Thank you for sharing that. I understand. I've actually heard a lot of people say this. In fact, a lot of the people. I've been doing book interviews with for the new book have said this. And there is this loss and this grieving for that part that came naturally in your own poetry writing. Um, and I think what happens is uh, we start writing for people outside of us. And uh, it's supposed to be a certain way. Or or we think it's supposed to sound like somebody else's poetry. And the beauty of <clears throat> the way that I offer poetry, first of all, poetry really is an umbrella these days, an umbrella term that allows us to make space for all personal, reflective, expressive writing. 
and all forms of writing are welcome. And you follow along with the book or you come to workshop, all forms, poetry, prose, story, heart spill, mind spill, song lyrics. Make up your own form. Just write. Name it. Know it. And be open to the discovery of what you didn't know you knew, but you do. And that's when we tap something we were talking about before we started, the wild wisdom Mm -hmm. and the intuition. And there is this way that when we write, especially with pen and paper, I think it engages our nervous system Mm -hmm. and our hearts and our connection because people have been writing for thousands of years. This tap, 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 that's different. Right. Writing is almost like dancing, the way it uses our bodies, Mm. and it connects us to deep psyche, Mm -hmm. and it connects us for some people to muse or angels or guides or whatever we tap into for the place of listening, listening deeply and staying with it to know it matters and we matter, and then transcribing it taking translation and writing it down. And then you've got this gorgeous mirror and you can't believe the things that come out. Where'd that line come from? Where did that medicine or (laughs) metaphor come from? And so all forms of writing are welcome if you're following along with the book or if you come to workshop. And it's really geared toward not writing for anybody out here, writing for ourselves to learn something, to dig in and touch our truth and our treasures so that we reap the insights and we have something. This, this is what I've made of the last year or the last month or directing the compass of my heart. Now I'm clear. I know where I'm going. And this is a relationship with writing and with our muse, and with deep psyche. I love how you, how you talk about deep psyche and how like it's sort of like our unconscious, our higher self, our intuitive, our soul self that comes through that, you know, our conscious mind sort of shuts down, right? Or our conscious mind, the ego mind is always in the do, the doing. But this writing feels like a more of a being practice, like meditation, you know, like, and I always put sort of journaling and meditation in the same bucket for me. And I always meditate with my journal nearby because I get very inspired when I'm meditating and have to like bust out some writing in the middle of that. I so agree. I I love that you do that. Keep your journal nearby. That's so great. Everybody should do that. (laughs) Did you guys hear that? Um, I do too. Because as soon as I go in the ideas and the inspirations and the insights get dialed in. And we want to remember those things. And I do uh, approach this kind of writing practice very much like meditation. I think it is really about being present with what's here. And like I say to the people who come to workshops and anybody working with the book, all of you is welcome. All of you. Your anger, your fear, your sorrow, your grieving, your loss, your confusion, your depression, your angst, your exhaustion, 
your joy, your bravery, your courage, your love, your longing, all of it is welcome. Because when we make room for all of it, just like in meditation, we become whole. And this is how we heal. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think there's something super powerful, and I want to talk about your workshops, about people coming together and telling stories and witnessing uh, what's coming up out of the other person, witnessing the, the stories and the writing. I know in your workshops, incredible healing happens. Can mm. you talk a little bit more about what the workshops are and maybe tell us some stories about something that's happened there? Mm. Thank you so much. It is. I love that you brought this up. The, the workshops are, are really my passion. The whole book came out of the mm. workshops. I mean, I sat down one day and I looked at all the work I'd been doing to create the invitations and the workshops, and I read through the mind-blowing, heart-breaking open poems in the book, the example poems from the women who come to workshop, and I thought, I have to share this with the world. This is how we heal the world. I always say one new poet at a time. So workshop is incredible. We have grown from two small cohorts of women to five cohorts with women from all over the world, a few women from uh, well, all over the country, and a few women from around the world. We have women who wake up at one in the morning to Zoom with mm. us from Egypt, wow. from Croatia. We have women in New Zealand, in England, in the Netherlands, in Nova Scotia, in Alaska. The community is, it is amazing. It is so supportive. We laugh and cry together. We celebrate each other. And like you said, the power of witnessing and being 
witnessed. There is something that happens, a dual path that happens, in that we learn that for the most part, we're pretty much the same. There is a commonality in terms of we all have the same hopes and needs and loves and desires and longings. This is part of our humanity. And to see that other people have these same things that we do and to hear our stories echoed and reflected in other people helps us to make room for ourselves and really, in essence, to love ourselves more fully. And then the other part of it is that in seeing the commonality and the universality of the human experience, we also paradoxically know that ours is unique. And to hold both of these at the same time is so rich. It means I'm part of the whole. I'm integral to the whole. And my unique path is needed and wanted and makes a difference. I matter. So powerful. And I think my voice matters is such a big part of that, you know, and I, and especially as women, I think we've struggled with finding our voice. We've, we haven't had a voice. We've had that taken from us. We haven't been allowed to say the things, um, like really have sort of a range of what our voice is. And I know you work with that. Not only are you a writer and a writing coach, but you're also a singer, a songwriter, and a, um, a, a singing coach, a voice coach. Tell us about this, like, liberation of women's voices and and how you work with that. Oh, I love that you bring this up. It's so great. It's so important. And I feel like there's a huge shift happening now where there is more room for women, for everybody. I mean, I focus on women because, because of my own journey of becoming and empowerment. And I really want to support women in exactly what you're talking about, that we have learned how to shut ourselves down and be small and be quiet. And that in some ways we felt that that kept us safe. But in my experience, it is the opposite. We, in speaking up for ourselves, in speaking our truth, asking for what we need, speaking for what we need and want, um, we choose the direction and choose how we show up and what we get to bring and how we're known. I think as people, this is part of this journey of coming home to self. And for me and for the people who come to my workshops and work with my books, this coming home happens through writing and happens through voicing, sharing our piece, our writing, our story out loud. There is a claiming of ourselves that says, this is mine. I've worked hard for this. 
this is who I am. And the more we do it, the easier it gets. There's a lot of women who start out in workshop. And most people who come to my workshops, they've never taken formal writing workshops. And we're not geared to deep editing. We're geared toward generative writing for self-discovery, writing for juicy insights. So a lot of times women who haven't shared their work being witnessed before their voices are shaking and their hands are shaking. And I invite this. I say, this just means you're alive and this is exciting. And after they read their pieces, they feel like they're flying. You know, the way it opens, opens us to be known, to be received is such deep medicine. I can feel the power of what you're talking about. It's so um, inspiring. And I'm wondering if there, I know your book has a lot of practices in it, but is there a practice that we can start with? I I was thinking about Julia Cameron and the artist's way in the morning pages. And is there some kind of practice like that that you um, can offer us if we want to get started? You know, that's a great question. Um, I would say get started on every single practice in this book. (laughs) I'm kidding. But one of my (laughs) favorite things to offer people is a gratitude list. I have done my gratitude list every single night before I go to sleep for probably five years right now. And you find your own rhythm. For some people, it's first thing in the morning. For other people, it's while you're having lunch and you have a little a little bubble of just you. I like to do it before I go to sleep because it puts me in my heart and All I right. can let go to sleep. But from the smallest things, the apple I had for lunch, the fact that I can go to my tap and have running water. Hmm. And then the biggest things, like I can walk out my door in relative safety. This is a gift. This isn't happening everywhere in the world. And naming for ourselves and seeing it reflected in our writing, the things that we're grateful for, totally rewires our brain to look for these things and to resonate with these things. This is what I have. This is what feeds me. Rather than so much of what we usually do, which is the, this doesn't work, I don't have this, this isn't right. How about what is right? You know? And sitting and opening our heart for this. These are the things that fed me today. Beautiful. I love a gratitude practice. And I also do mine right before bed. Meredith, um, would you read a poem? Like, I want to hear some of your poetry. And your poetry... I mean, I really recommend everyone run right over to your website and and watch you do this combination of poetry and song together that is just spine tingling. Do you have something you could share with us right now? Absolutely. Thank you so much. I love that you love my poetry. Thank you. I'm going to read, this is from Yuba Witch. That's where I camp, the Yuba River. Uh, in the summer, so you bewitch. This is called Huntress of the Holy Sound. I sat by the river and I listened to the water. 
She was singing about forgiveness. She was singing about hunger. She was singing a song of sunlight as my body rolled under. I asked the rocks and I asked the water what to do about my hunger while I chewed on rinds of anger by the mouth of the river. She sat down beside me, touched my skin with her fingers. Shake out your bones, you wild creature. Shake out your bones, you wild dancer. Gather and empty your blood of what aches, and the moon will make her honey in the dark from your mistakes. I sat by the river, and I listened to the water and her waves washed me over like the hands of the mother. I came clean to her gospel. I came hard to her thunder, and her waves washed me over as my body rolled under. Let go your worries. Lay your body down here at the river where the earth is hallowed ground. Let go your worries, lay your body down. The gospel of the water will unwind what is bound. Light a flame for forgiveness, light a flame for truth. Claim your worthiness for love. Grow into your youth. Come home to the river, home to this sacred sound where the water sings your name in the secret language that you found. There are circles on the water playing prism with the light. There are rocks carved with faces who tell your fortune in the night. She will wrap you in her rapture, share her pockets, treasures deep. Your tears will turn to temples in the healing of her heat. She'll sing a song of forgiveness in a hard-earned melody. Her music will absolve you of every wrongful deed. Whisper your prayers to the water, moan your desire to the moon, turn your wisdom into soil, seeds to plant, seeds to bloom. Hmm. So rich and beautiful. I loved it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. And Meredith, you. people wanted to find your workshops and your books and you, where would they, where, would, where do we go? MeredithHeller.com. That is the place. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. MeredithHeller.com and send me an email. Mm. Come to workshop. Mm -hmm. It is just incredible. Warm-hearted, wild-souled, in-spirited women. We laugh, we cry, we live it up, we inhabit mm. ourselves so we can live fully. Mm. I love it. And people say they take workshop and walk it into their lives. Like we were talking about the voice yep. showing up for ourselves. I love that. That's so amazing. I'm, I'm going to go on your website right now and look up that workshop. You, you might see me in one of them. Spark I news. know. I feel, really feel Come like I need it. it. I do. love to have Oh, you. thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here and sharing this incredible, your incredibly inspirational story and your amazing poetry and the work you're doing. 
I'm in the world. Thank you. I have loved talking with you, Lisa. Thank you so much. And thanks all of you for tuning in today. I know you're just going to reach right down and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single conversation we ever have here on this podcast. If you're looking for me, you can find me at lisacampion.com. Mostly I work with psychics, healers, and empaths to help them fully step into their gifts because I think the world needs all the healers it can get. And I'm on a mission to create an army of healers to go out there and save the world. Come by my website, stop by, visit, leave me a message. And thank you for joining us here on The Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time, right here on mindbodyspirit.fm. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.